boys and girls, and moms and dads. It's time for another episode of the Two Half Squats. And if you're ready, then we'll begin. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. And here we are with yet another episode, that number 232. 232? Today is October, or almost October. Yeah, October 1st tomorrow, last day of September today. Wow, the summer seemed to go fast. I think it's probably the effect of aging. That's what I hear. Since I've seen so many summers, they get shorter and shorter. And I think that's been said to be true. Yeah. So, Which, boy, what does that mean when you're like 75? Or when you're 90. It's just like, yeah. It's like that scene from The Time Machine. Yes. H.G. Wells movie. Yeah. The great uh, the great one with Rod Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Well, the other one, yeah, was not that good. No, We didn't do that, that on good. Spine and Sprocket, did we? We haven't been doing Spine and Sprocket, but supposedly we'll get to 1984. Dave is busier <laughs> now than he was when he was employed. Yeah, well, you yeah. vacations, right? And I had, I had two vacations. Yeah, you were gone. I had the fishing, the fishing trip, trip, the annual fishing trip. How was that trip? 39th annual, uh, 29th annual fishing trip. Wow. Yeah. You guys have been together for a while. Yeah, and it was great. We go up to northern Wisconsin. We fish in areas even the fish don't know about, which is <laughs> interesting for us, but it doesn't bode well for the dinner. We did have enough fish, though, to eat each night. There was enough, but we had to bread it twice, you know. <laughs> So it was more like uh, uh, Arthur Treacher's Fish or uh, one of those fast food places. But always fun. It's nice to get away. Did you like Arthur Treacher's? Um, I barely remember Arthur Treacher's as a as a restaurant. I don't know how many there were around the country. but My sister and I were fans. Oh, you were? It's not healthy for you. No. Everything is fried and braided into crumbles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember the crumbles? Yeah, was which just, was just like leftovers, yeah. fried leftovers. We've got the leftover hush puppies. Batter. Oh, yeah. Mm. I love the chicken and the fish. There's one up in Vernon Hills. I would eat it. Oh, there is. There's an Arthur Treacher still in Virginia. With a Taco Vernon Bell. Hills. Often they're together. Wow. Because the one over here on Rand closed down, right? Yeah. Oh, long, mm-hmm. long ago. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so I would eat it like twice a year. I'd allow myself to go <laughs> have that totally. Fried lunch. Yeah, just fried everything. Fun. And when we go on the fishing trip, I do all the cooking. So I fry the fish, and I I make uh, wow. corn fritters, which are kind of like hush puppies. They are. And uh, we serve those with maple syrup, and I make uh, corn and coleslaw and make everything up. Yeah, wow. it's my one-time fishing, uh, my one-time cooking every year. I did not know that. And they insist that I do it. Nobody else will cook. I never tell you when my roommate was managing the Arthur Treachers in Westmont. Thank <laughs> Cass, you, Westmont. Cass Avenue and... Yeah, I remember that one. Something. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you grew up in Downers Grove. Yeah, right next door. My roommate was managing that one. I was coming off the late shift at, after midnight, coming home to Westmont. You were? Yeah, the I was late doing shift of factory work. It was oh. a college job, uh-huh. uh, I think. It was my probably a... Freshman year of college, we were still in Westmont, so whatever job I had until midnight, and got back there about twelve thirty one in the morning. Thought, oh, Gary's closing; he may be in the restaurant. So I I drove by, I saw him through the big window, pulled in the back, knocked on the door, 
And of course, it's closed, you know. And yeah, I hear this. Oh, uh, who is it? <laughs> and I said, "Delivery man." <laughs> Just like that. And he did not answer. Oh. And I'm like, "What is with that?" I knocked again. I walked around the front. I saw him sitting there, looking at the back door with the phone. The old we didn't have pocket phones, portable phones. Yeah, we call them cell phones. Cell phones. <laughs> So he's got the corded phone to his ear, and he's got his finger on the button, and he's staring at that back door. <laughs> like he's going to call the police. <laughs> so I so I start to jump around and wave. He looks. He hangs up the phone, lets me in. What are you doing? I'm like, I was just joking. Come on, delivery man. <laughs> How could that be a real scary person? <laughs> and he said, well, he had just fired... An ex-convict. Oh. And the guy said, I'm going to kill you. No. <laughs> and that day. That day. <laughs> so my timing. Wow. He yeah. was freaked. He oh, thought this I'll guy bet. came back for him. <laughs> and did the guy talk like that? Mwahaha. <laughs> no wonder he fired him. You can't say that to clients, uh, customers. Yeah. What would you like with your fish and chips? Mwahaha. <laughs> That's it. You're out of here. You're freaking out, everybody. So anyway, we went to Belmont to visit Aaron. You did last we week. Made it to the downtown Nashville. Last time we drove oh, through it. Yeah, and it's 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 a crazy, crazy party town. Is it? It's crazy. I that that's what I remember, too. You've been down there too. I wasn't down there. I was down there during the summer, taking my daughter down there to look at Belmont. Oh, did we talk about this? And on the we air stayed already? overnight. Maybe. I don't think. I'm well, go not on, sure. go on. Yes, I, I'm not sure. But we stayed overnight, and we went to a place and watched them watch people line dance. And but we didn't uh, make a big deal out of it. Yeah, it's, we went back to the hotel early, and, and now it's all. And, and so that was that was eight, eight, years, uh, ago? eight years ago. Yeah. So now it's uh, a lot of the it's the bride haven of the world. Oh yeah, it's a great place for parties and. It's a destination. All the women wear T-shirts for the well, for the so. for the wedding. Oh, for the wedding, <laughs> they're all matching. Yeah, you know, okay. Where I'm in the bridal party, T-shirts yeah. and riding in those buses and did you sell kisses? Did you stand and... on the corner and sell kisses to <laughs> no, passing brides? People are staggering around. My kids, I was like, people are going to be drunk here and there. My kids are like. Dad, it's like four o'clock. No one can be drunk yet. I'm like, oh, yeah. look, look closer. Yeah. Yes. So we're sitting there at the honky tonk and country bands playing. Good band, man. Oh, I'm every sure. solo. Yeah. Well, that's what I was like to Laura. I'm like, why am I surprised the quality is so good? This yeah. is Nashville, and they're all out of work musicians and practically. It, yeah. And it, yes, and they are great because they're yeah. able to play in this place. Three stories of bands, band on each level. Wow. Several buildings like that. Um, and, yeah, it was pretty fun. But I'm like, Megan, look at the guy behind you. And she turns around. And she's like, yeah, I guess he's drunk. I'm like, yeah, he's drunk. And he's reeling more in his head than he's showing <laughs> in his physical yeah. body. Um, but good time. Left that one to go up. The band ended at 6, quarter to 6. Went upstairs. And to go to the next band, and they started to card us. They got to Aaron, who's, I don't even know how old he is, 19? I don't know. 20? And, oh, 
so I'm going to have to escort all of you down. You cannot be in here. And we're like, oh. I'm like, and say, like, well, we were just downstairs and we got drinks. Megan and I got a beer. Laura and Aaron got water and Coke, whatever. Um, I guess at 6 o'clock, the law changes. Oh. And you have to be 21. 21. So out we went and went and ate at this hot chicken place. Yeah. Just hot chicken, fried, collard greens, the whole thing. It was oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. And Nashville Hot, if you go to this place, I really forget the name, but it was kind of like just hot chicken or something. Nashville Hot is hot. And you know I do hot. I know you do. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to break out the hot sardines that I've got. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see the Parthenon? Not in Nashville. Okay. When we were in Greece. Yeah. There's one in Nashville. Oh, no, we did not. Well, you next time you go, you should look for it. It's a full-size replica of the Parthenon built in granite. It's amazing. Okay. It's amazing. How did I not know this? And it is, uh, in the center, there's a Greek sta- there's a statue of Zeus, which is a, a replica well, of what, what they, they think, think was there. Yeah. Cool. One of the seven wonders of the it's ancient world. It's funny when you, when you said Parthenon, I suddenly went, oh man, Jeff is losing <laughs> it. He thinks we're talking about Greece like on episode 300 or 200, 200 and whatever. Yeah. Now I'm losing it. I got it. a screw loose. <laughs> yeah, it's worth, it's definitely worth seeing. Cool. Yeah. It's, and it's something to do where there's not a lot of drinking. Because you can only take so much of that. It, it, true. It gets old. True. In my, my you opinion. Know, at least there's the bands. Yeah. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, and it's so loud you can't talk to anybody. Yeah. Unless, in the movies, I always get a kick out of that in the movies. They go into these really loud places <laughs> and they're talking to each other. And I thought, that's, this is crazy. Yeah, but you had a good time, and Aaron's doing okay there? He's going to stay? He is loving it, and oh, Adam is really enjoying his last year at Illinois State University. Yeah. How about that? He is feeling like, yeah, I'm anxious to get back, and I want to enjoy it. Yeah. I'm like, well, good, because, yeah, this is it. Now, he's not uh, in any gaming groups there, is he? No. Yeah. He joined the Acacia House. Yeah. And um, cybersecurity major, but... There were some guys that played D&D, but they never started. Hmm. Go Probably figure. video games. Probably video yeah. games. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Lots of video games. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised there's not more board games going on there, but... And we've got a board game coming up here on Thursday night. We do. With you and me. Mike and Mike will be playing Lord of the Rings Risk, which I'm, I've never played. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Can I come set up early? I would appreciate that. Okay. And I'll be working from home all day so you can come as early as you want so maybe i could come in even in the afternoon and then sure. leave again so you guys can have dinner and yeah. come back yes i might do that that'd be fine yeah what have you been playing lately what have you been playing lately it's time for what have you been playing lately yeah and uh Upcoming Lord of the Rings risk, but for last two weeks ago, maybe, I played Probing Corsus, ASL scenario SV7. Hmm. That's the Swedish pack. Ah, uh, yes. With the white counters, and it's on board 34, and it's short, six and a half turns, and it uh, 
represents an action where the Swiss were trying to go find these pillboxes. So the Russians set up five squads, a commissar, very important, mm-hmm. medium, light, 48 minefield factors, nine dummy counters, or concealment counters, and two wire and two pillboxes. Ooh. I have photos of this. I put it up on our Twitter account. I don't know if I'll add it into this episode or not. But um, then they get a squ- two squads that enter turn one along east or west edge, and then another squad and a leader enter turn two coming on the sides. And the um, Swedes get five squads with a light machine gun and eight and egg one leader to start. So they're equal in number to the Russians. Um, the Swedes also get a squad and a half entering from one side and a squad and a leader entering from the another the other side, similar to the Russians. So they had these flanking forces going out looking for these things. It is snow with no wind at start. You <laughs> hear that dog? What is up, doggy? And go lay down. Not you, Dave. Oh, sorry. Yeah, get back here. <laughs> Deep snow is in effect. So check those rules. Treat all woods roads as pass paths. Um, there's no open ground in the woods road portion of those hexes. The stream is flooded. Swedes have skis, which are I don't know how well that's going to help you once you get moving into this woods. It's just going to really not help you too much, I don't mm. think. Um, when the ski counters are off, you just remove them from play, so they're not going to put them back on again. Uh, okay. Uh, I think Dave dumped them all as he entered the forest. Uh, the Russian must set up a pillbox in hex row O and one in hex row I, so the Swede knows where they are, which rows, and there's all these mines and wires, which must be placed within two hexes from the pillboxes. Okay. So lots of mines and wires, two hexes from the pillboxes. Originally, I like tried to make a whole line of it across the board and then had to switch it around a little to make it within two hexes of the pillboxes. There's great spilky charts about these pillboxes, which we used while we were playing this scenario. Ah, very good. Rich um, will be so happy. Contrary to the normal rule, no minefield attack or clearance die roll is subject to a plus one due to deep snow. However, AP attacks still resolve with half firepower. Mines may be hidden in pond hexes because they're frozen, I yeah. think. Half firepower. When you set up your minefields, I recommend don't take a six. You know, minefields come in six, eight, yes. 12. Don't take a six. I took some sixes. Half is a two. Oh. Right on the IFT table? Yeah. Not worth it. I was like, well, jeepers. You know, she just went eight or 12, got a four shot or a six yeah. shot out of those half firepower. Yeah. So I didn't quite think that through well enough. I lost with the Russian. Finn knows those pillboxes are in those two rows, so they know kind of where to go to find them. Um, you do want to keep them hidden, obviously, still for as long as you can. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, the wire can really slow the guy down and the minefields, too. Um, I put a link in a squad or two up with the forward pillbox and the medium in it, which was dumb because, of course, did he ever go in the covered arc of my pillbox? Oh, of course not. So the medium yeah. just never got a shot oh, off. Oh, man. And you couldn't so, grab it out of there and 
not before he was already behind me oh, okay. and adjacent. Uh, so if I came out, you know, yeah. there are five, four, eights. It's a lot of firepower yeah. coming at you. So he pretty handily won. I did manage to pull back some of my Russians from the defense of that pillbox because really I wanted to use them all in the second around the second pillbox and just try and slow them down. I don't have the board with me to talk about any particulars, but I think we covered this on one of the Passel recordings. Oh, okay. I have to double check. Um, what would you have done differently? Can you think? Would you have put the pillbox in a different spot? Um, no, but I would not put the medium in it. Yeah. And I would obviously not use those six firepower yeah. minefields. Otherwise... You know, some things did go pretty well at the end. Couple rolls this way or that way, and I might have been able to stop them from getting to that last pillbox. Yeah. So, a lot of fun. I'd play it again. Probing courses. Okay. Very good. By Eric Leander. And listeners, if you have a special scenario that you would like Dave and I to play and report on. Let us know. If you got a favorite, if you got something that's been bogging you down, has something you always lose or something that you always win, you want to share it with us and hear what we have to say about it, let us know. You know, Jeff, this show is also brought to you by the wonderful people at Bounding Fire Productions. Bounding Fire Productions are the makers of fine quality products. Products such as Poland in Flames and Operation Schmidt. <laughs> we're Crucible of Steel. Ah, Crucible of Steel, one of my, yeah, actually one of my favorites. <laughs> Just think of our other ad when we were disco dancing. Beyond the Beachhead. Love Beyond the Beachhead. You just said that. Tales you from the said, Attic. Just said, oh, you just said that attic. to get out of having to come up with another game name. <laughs> um, bungle in the Jungle. No, Bungle in the Jungle. <laughs> that's what blood we ju- call blood, it. Yeah, we call it that, but Blood and Jungle. jungle great pack, and that's still I'm available. going to yeah. play more. I'm going to get to playing those now, finally, because I still haven't finished all my... Into the Rubbles. Bounding Fire. Bounding Fire Productions. Buy it or else. Hey, Dave. Mm hmm. May I call you Dave? You may, sir. Guess what time it is. What time is it? It's time for. Nuts in a Box? Nuts in a Box. Do you have nuts? And talks. Nuts are chocks what's in the box what is in the box we've got stuff in the box we always like to get stuff and we like it when it's in the box so hey send us your stuff folks and we'll take it out of the box yeah we'll take it out of the box you don't even need to send it in a box if you send it in an envelope it still makes it into what's in the box segment like we received these which are the access Minor Access minor special counters counters. from bounding uh, from uh, broken grounds excuse me yep 
So what's make what makes these so special, Dave? Well, the usual. We'll go through this a little quicker because we're doing a lot of their. We're going to do all their counters. Yeah. Although we don't have the Pacific ones that are so exciting, but um, you got your normal assault engineers with the white circle. You have the white morale factor for the fanatic. You have um, specific leader poses. The poses change, as we talked about last yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a full complement of counters, but there's something really special, Jeff, that you notice on the back of those. And on the front of these. Yeah. You know, even here on the field phone, it says security, security area, two die roll, removes it. So it's a rule. It's, oh. It's not on right a, a regular oh, counter. It's right on. Okay. Uh, they've got the throne modifiers for the demolition charge on the counter. Plus two, plus three. I nice. always have to go look it up. Wait yeah. a minute. It was a plus two, plus four. It was a plus one, plus two. They have the set firepower right on the counter. That means more time playing, less time looking up the rules. Yeah. I actually never noticed that about the TCs. But what happens when you play? What's that little purple versus IT? Well, what I've noticed on the counters is I've got, I've got two sets of squad counters here. And they look almost the same. But in one set, it's got the, the class in a box, in a square. So like first line, green, elite. I've got a full set that, where it's in a square and a full set where it's not, where it looks normal. So the ones that are in a square, when I turn those over, yeah, it says... Versus IT, so versus Italians. So when these access miners are fighting Italians, when you flip it to the other side, they'll have a different morale than when they're fighting other forces, other enemy forces. So like, for instance, on the, they do better with the Italians. When you flip the 458, their morale is 8. Oh, wait, these are the allied miners then, aren't they? Okay. Yeah. Yep, allied miners, allied of, miners course. of course. Partners, they're everybody. going to be fighting the Italians. I should be able to tell from the color. It's the lighter green than the darker green. I guess I would need to compare yeah. it to the... Uh, yeah, but that makes sense. Yeah, and when you look at the... Um, so, yeah, pretty standard. And then the um, vehicles, again, there's just the whole range of the CL, CTLSs, M38s. Uh, but anyway, it's a sheet and a half, including these wonderful sniper counters with the sniper number right on them. As well. Love it. Yep. Yeah, you get it for $39 over at Broken Ground Designs. And they are a sponsor of our show. We thank them for their patronage, for their sponsorship. Hello, boys and girls. It's Terrain Time. Thank you, Terrain Time singers. Ah, oh, they're lovely, aren't they? They are lovely. We have to retire that theme song after tonight or next show. You know what I like about the Terrain Time singers is um, not just their singing, but the swimsuit competition. I oh, thought was they, they're wonderful nice. ladies. Yes, very nice. And here we are at uh, Chapter B, 33 point, well, 33, yeah. Stream Hex Terrains. So this one, uh, 33.1, this is the Stream Woods or Stream Brush, or Stream Orchard Hex. Board 47 features Stream Wood Hexes, and the Kampf Group Piper Maps feature Stream Woods, Stream Brush, and Stream Orchard Hexes. I think that's where they first appeared. Must be. 
Each supplemental terrain type always rises to its normal height from the crest level of, not from the in-stream hex. Ah, which so makes if sense. it's a the so hex, it's, a woods, it's still a one level one woods, yes. even though it's a lower stream. Right. Simple enough. Um, let's see here. And there, there's a little footnote on stream hex terrain. Although stream brush and stream orchard hexes remain confined so far as the Kampf Group Piper maps, we include them here with stream wood, woods for ease of reference. Ah. So apparently they're only on the Kampf Group Piper maps. Must be. Since the rules were rewritten, they're probably elsewhere too. Okay. And third-party products. Yeah. Got to look for those. So how do I calculate uh, my entry costs? Well, Dave, I'm glad you asked that. A unit enters a stream, including a dry stream, woods, brush, orchard, hex, across a stream hex side at the normal stream cost. Normal. Yes. Because <laughs> you're just walking down the stream. Yeah. I mean, I really was going to guess that. Yeah. If entering across a non-stream hex side, movement costs are? At the cost of the other terrain in the hex? Like woods cost two. Well, it's uh, it, as it says here, cumulative. Oh, so I got to pay for the stream yeah. and the woods. Wow, it's a lot. So, right? for example, five movement factors to enter a shallow stream woods, or a shallow stream brush hex. Yep. Three for a shallow stream and plus two for the woods, or the brush. Sounds like minimum move territory. Yeah. Or four movement factors to enter a shallow stream orchard hex or a dry stream woods hex. Okay, try, yeah. Uh, AFV riders, Ooh. are they uh, affected by wood orchards while in the stream? In, the, in stream, the stream? No, because the woods are growing along the banks. Yes. But it would still count if you're, along, if you're entering the non-stream. Yes. Right? That would be uh, right. Excellent. Uh, 33.12, crest. All rules for crest status apply in a stream woods brush orchard hex. Okay, because you're laying down, shooting over the edge just like yeah. normal. Wouldn't have much of a line of sight, but yeah. There is an exclusion here. Good order infantry may gain crest status in such an accessible hex along the non-stream hex side they cross at a cost of... Three movement factors for a stream brush wood hex, or two movement factors for a stream orchard hex. Okay, so it costs a little more. Yeah. And then TEM. Disregarding smoke and hindrances, a unit in a stream, including a dry stream, woods, brush, orchard hex, are they in open ground, or are they... In some other terrain type. I'm going to bet it's, ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, maybe like a road rules where you can say you're on the road and then you're in open ground. Or you can claim you're in the woods and then you get the cover. Does that apply here? Uh, yes. So open ground, if the line of sight into that hex emanates from within or lies within the stream depiction, like mm. you were talking mm -hmm. about on the road, as it enters that hex. Otherwise, a unit in such a hex is not an open ground and can claim the hex's woods, brush, or orchard TEM. Yeah. Okay. So I can just say, yeah, I'm in the woods yeah. portion. Cool. And an exclusion airburst TEM can also apply to units in a stream bed. Oh, hex. okay. Okay. 
Sure, it's probably well. So okay. it's it's open ground, but if bombs come it's down, it's really from covered above. by the woods. So yeah. They get oh yeah, the they'd herbers. be growing over the stream a bit, probably. Yeah. Yep. Oh, good way to remember it. Yeah. And that's it for those. Well, I have rule thirty-four towers. Mm. Towers. These are like water tower kind of things. Uh, they have an upper level, and they have no lower level tower location. So below the like tower up above, think Petticoat Junction. Yes. Was that a raised water tower? Yes. What was the show where they always shot it and it fell over? F Troop. F Troop. <laughs> now we're in my uh, <laughs> my wheelhouse. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> the end of the Civil War, War was near and quite accidentally. A hero who sneezed, in. abruptly sneezed, retreat, and Re- reversed into victory. Yeah. Love that show. The great Ken Berry, great physical comedian. Yes. Ken Berry. Yeah. I always liked the gruff guy. Oh, yeah. Sergeant O'Rourke? Yes. Yeah. Uh, wait, was he the shorter one or the taller guy? The taller one. one. Yeah, that one. Forrest Tucker. Yes, Forrest Tucker. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, this so there's no lower level because it's just got the tower sticks going up. Yes, <laughs> the right. The, the uh, telephone the legs. Legs. Yeah. Um, nice looking legs too. Oh yeah. Water tower. Ooh la la. <laughs> there's a, a round image on the board with a white square stair symbol. That's your tower. You treat it as a wooden building. Except it's stated otherwise. So, question time. How tall is a tower? Level one. You would guess, but it's defined by special scenario rule. Oh, it is. All so the time, you, huh? c- yep, So it could be you, level two? Or? Yeah. Okay. Imagine a level six water tower. Whoa. It's really, really tall. They have good water pressure in that town. It's like the tripods from the... From War of the Worlds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it an obstacle or is it a hindrance? Well, across the ground level, I would say I would might be like an orchard. It's another trick question. Yeah, it's defined That's, by the special scenario oh, it is. rule. Oh, okay, which I don't quite remember, but um, yeah, it's what it says. Huh. Read it yourself, folks. Each has only one tower location, though. So if it's a third level tower, it's all sticks, legs going up. Yeah. And then one tower level location. Okay. So at the ground level, what would the stacking limits be then? Would Normal. You guess? Normal is Normal correct. stacking limits. And what is the tower location stacking limit? Uh, I'm going to say a half squat. You are correct. And how many half squats does it take to make a podcast? <laughs> Well, two half squads for this podcast. That's right. That's right. And, uh, excuse me, five portage points. What? What's five portage points? <laughs> to carry the <laughs> to tower? To carry the tower. Yeah. Everybody grab a leg. <laughs> <laughs> the, the half squad can have five portage points max. Oh, I see. Okay. So I guess that'd be like a big Russian machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. Seems tough to get it up there, but do towers have rooftops? No. May they be fortified? No. What is the terrain effect modifier of the tower? 
This is really yeah, fascinating. You know, that's a good question. And as I'm thinking of a half squad on a tower, yeah. I'm wondering how that would now, are look. They on top are they of the on tower? top of the tower or are they walking really? around that edge? <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Remember that time we went in we broke into the oil uh fields over here? Oh yeah, by and we climbed into the we towers climbed, yeah. and walked around that edge. I was so scared. Yeah, and you dropped down inside where the oil was because it was empty. I, you saved you my walking. life. Yeah, I did. And then you lit me on fire. Fortunately, what was I, had that? A, I had a li- fortunately I had a lighter and I could see. <laughs> that turned out well. <laughs> it's the trainific modifier is zero. So you're standing around that edge. Yeah. I guess if you're going to be so if it's you're zero. Be that dumb. Even though it says treated as a wooden building, but except mm. as otherwise, but it's plus one for height advantage. Oh, okay. So whoopie do probably yeah. yeah. So you know the benefit of climbing up there maybe the line of sight advantage, but I suppose if you've no got TM advantage, if you're fighting somebody that doesn't have a very long long range on there, yeah, yeah. Um, it, can you? Is it is it first fire movement open ground in the tower location? I'm going to say yes. Open ground. Uh, actually. No, first oh. fire, movement, open ground. Hmm. Or underneath either. Yeah, Because underneath, of the legs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe they figure it's not on when you're on the tower because maybe you're on the other side. Yeah, or there's a little fence. I don't know. Guardrail? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but are you subject to air bursts now? We just had that on your rules uh, and on you, the rules on last show. Well, I don't know. See, or what would when I think about happen? airburst, I think of woods. If the tower was in the woods, and how tall? Uh, two level. If it's well, level if one. It's, so if it's it above level one, it would have to be not higher than the woods. Yeah. Yes. Or I suppose a tower could be adjacent to a hill hex that has woods that's, on it. But no, like that, that wouldn't count. It would have. To, so, oh, yeah, that's now right. No, it wouldn't. Now no, we're wouldn't. thinking it would have to be. Um, I don't know a gully woods hex. With the tower in it? Oh, jeepers. Certainly there's those taller woods, pine yeah, forests. Right. I think that would that would count. Um, cavalry. They must use bypass at ground level, so they can't go through the hacks. Okay. Uh, but may a gun, like an artillery gun, set up in a tower hacks? Yeah. No. Well, not in the tower. The tower. No, yeah, well, I'm sorry. When I say, I should say tower, tower location. location. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's different. No. But actually, it cannot set up in the hex below either. Oh, it can't. Which I don't get. The legs get in the way. I guess. So may it enter a hex at all? A gun? Yeah, I'd say no then. Yeah, no. Vehicles must use vehicle bypass movement unless you're that good old closed-topped, fully-tracked, buttoned-up, armor-fighting vehicle. And then you plow right in, and you check for bog as if it's a single-story building. Hmm. And I didn't see anything about the tower falling over. Yeah. But if you're checking bog as a single-story building, there's it said there's no cellar to fall into. Right. But I'd assume those rules are all the same. Yeah, you I check, think you so. You check for collapsing hmm. building. Um, again, listeners, chime in. Let us know if that's accurate. 
and then vehicles must use vehicle bypass movement. Oh, I did that. So there are two ways for infantry to enter a tower location. One should be obvious. Paratroopers who fall onto them <laughs> okay, out of the plane. Maybe there's three ways. Okay. I've always got the other way. Well, they enter the hex and climb the stairs. Climb the stairs. Or, unless they're afraid of stairs, commandos might. Oh, scale. Yes, yeah, scaling. Oh, good. You remember that oh, exact word. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And the cost for that is one. Now, would rain affect the movement points? Mm, no, I don't think so. Would deep snow affect the movement points? Get you a little higher, but... Going up the stairs, it would. Oh, is that right? Yeah, they make you pay the deep snow cost for going up in elevation. Okay. Which I like, because yeah. it would be covered in the snow. Can a unit stop on the stairs between the ground level and the... No, I remember that. Yes, you Cannot. just have to just... You're... Even if it's three levels high, you just got to go up all three levels. Yeah. One, 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 and then say you're in there. And then I have a note, read 34.43. And infantry moving to or from a tower location via the tower stairwell may be attacked at ground level if descending and or the tower location if ascending in the normal manner. If there's a second level location, however, they may also be attacked at the first level quasi-location of that hex by a unit that has a line of sight oh. to the quasi-location. Such a quasi-location is not considered open ground, but because there's all the uh, legs and stuff. Yeah. But such an attack gets no TEM. Yeah. The target's assumed to expend one movement factor per level changed. If pinned or broken while at the quasi-level, it has to go to the level it was Reverse attempting to, level. to leave. Yeah. Residual firepower left by an attack at that level place a residual firepower on the appropriate level counter. Wow. It's cool. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And then finishing this up, um, treat the tower as a building rooftop for hip or concealment rules only. So you can take hip on a rooftop and I think be concealed up there. But is it considered a building for route purposes? No. No. And is it a victory point? Is it considered a building for victory point? No, I'm going to say no. No, but, or no, it says yes, but the tower location only. Oh, okay. Hmm. Wow. I would think that would be an SSR rule only. Yeah, I would think so, too. As long as they're going to force SSR on those other things. I'm going to read it. The ground level of a tower is not considered a building location for victory point purposes, but any tower location is. Okay, so if it says something like... oh, Take three buildings, takes five buildings. It would go back to the scenario rule. Yep. Yeah. So... And here's uh, here's the footnote about towers. Uh, tower rules used to represent various high-standing structure, such as a water tower scattered throughout France, and artillery spotting on Tarawa, as well as other types mm. of unenclosed towers and observation platforms. Clock towers and other substantial enclosed structures will be better represented mm. by normal buildings, buildings yeah. perhaps in combination with steeples. Mm-hmm. 
Towers can also be, detected, be depicted via an SSR by on-map buildings. The definition of towers in these rules was left somewhat open. They were given plug-in characteristics with the intent that the scenario designers adapt them to their own specific situations. Towers were originally included in Pegasus Bridge and will also appear in our Tarawa historical ASL module. That was written in the year 2000, so... Wow, I don't remember them in Pegasus Bridge. Yeah, actually, I don't either. I remember those little skinny canal waterways, but... Cool. Well, do you think we have time to finish light woods and prepared fire zones, and then we're done with terrain time forever? Yeah, forever. Well, never shall we mention terrain again. (laughs) We we did the we did the uh, uh, not into the rubble the Stalingrad terrain. We did. We did. We could do some other historical game terrain. That's what'll be next. Yeah. So. You want to do light woods and I'll do prepared fire zones? Uh, sure. All right. Let's go on to 35, light woods. You want to read, uh, that's footnote 19. You want to read footnote 19 for me, Dave? Yeah, given the forested and semi-forested terrain that the Finns often fought in because that rule and the prepared fire zone rule both came from Pacapale. So it means we covered these before on the Hakapali show, but that's okay. Um, it is evident that there's a new terrain type needed somewhere between an orchard and a woods. Like jungle terrain in the PTO, the new light woods terrain type utilizes existing terrain art to provide scenario designers additional flexibility in many different theaters. So there's no special artwork for it. It's regular woods. Okay. Okay, so 35.1 says light woods only exist per SSR and is treated as woods except as otherwise stated. The siding uh, task check die roll modifier for light woods is plus two. Okay. Hindrance. Light woods are not an obstacle to same level line of sight, but are instead a hindrance to same level line of sight. And... At plus one or plus two? Uh, plus two. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That also applies to a die roll modifier to fire lanes. Mm-hmm. This hindrance hard, can apply. Hard. It's a hard um, um, obstacle, or not yeah. an obstacle, but a hard hindrance instead of soft one, so they do apply. Right. The hindrance can apply to a line of sight drawn to or from a vertex of a lightwood hex. And that's it. And then vehicles, let's see. Attract vehicle. Yeah, they can go in there, right? May enter. May, well, I'll put this in the form of a question now that I've already answered it. (laughs) May a tracked vehicle enter a lightwoods hex? Yes. Other than bypass. Uh Uh-huh. By expending how much of its printed movement point allotment in that hex? Um, I'm just going to guess half. Uh, let's go less. Quarter. Let's go more. A third? Yeah. Oh. Is a okay. third ever used anywhere other no. than this particular no, rule? It's got to so. be the only spot yeah. in the whole rule book. Um, and may, uh, must it check for bog? Um, in I, light woods. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. With a... Just a plus one. Yes, exactly. Tracked vehicles may also use this method 
to move off a road into the woods portion of their light woods road hex. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's it for yeah, light well, woods. Nice, simple. And I love yeah. the addition that gave to the... to the Because yes. you know there's forests that you can see through pretty easily. Right. Um, so then lastly, last thing for this terrain time for now... Oh, boy. ...is rules 36.1, a prepared fire zone. Are they placed... Um, can you place them during a scenario, Jeff? What it is is cutting down woods to clear a, a line of sight. Right, okay. Can and, you do it during a game? Uh, no, I'm thinking that's a setup. Yes. It's only a setup. Um, the factors you get are given to you in the scenario OB. So you then spend these factors to create this zone, prepared fire zone, by changing the terrain. So what you do is you can cha- change it into a vineyard or open ground and it costs a point to change swell i'll read it here um a woods forest pine woods light woods jungle bamboo may be permanently converted to a vineyard at cost of one and then you can place another cost on it of one and it changes it to the open ground okay so you're expending do you want to have this obs this hindrance of a of a vineyard, or op- totally open cleared yeah. fire zone, and I love that rule. That's kind of cool. And again, they you're appointed a certain number of points that you can use for these prepared at the beginning of the scenario. Yeah. Okay. You spend yeah. them to change the terrain, yeah. which is truly. Of course, you had to have time to to do this in real life. How but, would you? How do you mark that then? Um, with the counters, there's a vineyard PFC oh, there counter, is. Okay. and then the oh, okay. open ground PFC counter on the backside. Okay. So, um, deep snow does not transform a vineyard into open ground, and a converted jungle is still treated as a jungle hex for purposes of G seven point one, which I don't know what that is. Maybe that's the hidden part. Hmm. G7.1. And then the brush vineyard, orchard, cactus patch, olive grove, grain, palm tree, kunai, maybe permanently converted to open ground when you pay the other next one. I already said that. And gullies and streams, the appropriate terrain in a gully stream hacks can be changed normally. You know, like the rules you were reading where it's a combo terrain. Oh, right. And um, they would eliminate any paths in the hex. Would the road still be there or not? Yeah. Yes, the road would still count. Yeah. Um, the paths would be gone because you're chopping down the trees anyway. And then the walls, hedges, and bocage, would they still be there? Yeah. Yes, they would stay. Uh, water obstacles, of course, they would stay sure. too. Yep. And that finishes the current edition of the Terrain Rules B. Wow. Epic. I wonder how long we've been at that. A couple of years for sure. Which I should search Terrain Time in the search engine on our website. Yeah, in my rule book, I don't have 35. Hakapale. So and then that the was re-write. the Hakapale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the new, yeah. the new rule pages. Got to get that. Got to <clears> get those in there. I mean, there's just so much, you know, you get to do. I mean, she's driving yeah. b- tanks through buildings and stuff like that. <laughs> and they're collapsing. I, I dove guys over a hedge into a gully just because yeah, it was there. And it was kind of fun. I, I liked it. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I've ever done that before. Just, 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 just over. Right I think over. It's, if you think about what's happening oh, yeah. beyond the 
beyond the cardboard ships, oh, then yeah, it's actually really cool. Oh, yeah. You know, if you can kind of get a little yeah. picture of what's going uh-huh. on. Yeah, yeah. And we, I think overall for Squad Leader, it's that. a storytelling kind of a game. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Where Hollywood. people who play the big, massive games where you're just moving big army units into the whole city of Stalingrad with one counter on the city yeah. X, you know, it represents something else. But, yeah, but you, you get all this small unit action stuff going on where... Like your Dan had a leader who kept running up. Oh yeah, seven. Oh man, that's just a, that's an order of style. Trying to draw my fire. Yeah, that's all, that's all he does. He just runs around and finds a concealed concealed sack and, and, and he, yeah. just, <laughs> he just waves it and walks out. He, he can just, move into the hex and strip to concealment, which you don't have concealment in starter kit, right? Right. Yes. Didn't yes. use that. I did but. refer it a few times. I did appreciate the time when you fired into your own troops. Ah, yes, right? that I was, did. And I kicked you out of that X. You did. You pushed me out of the X. That's the only I think, I think you. I don't know if that's turned me. your troop as well, though. I did. I did broke them. You broke your own yeah. troop. Yeah, turned but them, flipped them over. I think it, sorry, kid. It, I don't. Uh, it's neither prohibited nor discouraged. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> discouraged. Exactly. <laughs> so you can do that either way. Yeah, you shoot your own. Well, it's a cardboard hero aspect. Yeah, it's cardboard heroes. Of course. That's why it's like if your guys die, so you've got a whole. Maximal more, you know, just put more on there. <laughs> they're only cardboard. Early, Dan said, "This is because there's so many scenarios out there. We got to focus on a handful of scenarios so you can develop your technique." Well, that's well, that's why Star Kit's good too, because there's only, there's like, only eight, like six, there's eight, six or eight or whatever. Yeah, so you can yeah. replay I mean, them. Like understanding how to move um, individual pieces, how to connect, whatever. There's a lot there I do not see at this cause point. Because we started the, throwing the final yeah. strategy. There's so much there. Oh yeah, see. the tactics and all that will come later. You just have to you know, learn the mechanics first. It's like yeah, that's an interesting point. You said like on the, any Aslock or a uh, the open things. It's always about uh, something other than tactics. It's never about tactics. Huh? Remember we were discussing it earlier? We're always about what the rules say. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's nothing to do with oh, every, tactics. Yeah, whenever you get together in between games, whatever, everybody's just talking about rules and things like that. <laughs> we never even had time to talk like about when tactics. we went to dinner with Rich at lunch. Oh, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And Rich had come prepared right. with a quiz show for, for us. Sure. Yeah, quiz show. Yeah. What, are, what are you doing in this And he kept going at me. Right. Dave, <laughs> since you always do quiz show, quiz show for right. you. <laughs> what about this rule, Dave? I'm like, Rich, you know I'm the dumbest player here. Come on. I can't remember anything. So, all right, well, we'll sign off here. Everybody will say goodbye. Good night. All right. Good night. All right. And at the uh, end of the night, we continued to talk a lot about ASL and wargaming in general. And I thought it was such a fun conversation. I just hit record. So I thought I'd add that on here at the end. So you can always uh, skip to the end if you don't want to, if you don't like it. But (laughs) I thought it was awfully entertaining and fun. Yeah. We are the mighty Gundam wing. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's the story. I mean, my realization of the game, the game is never realized until it's actually played. Studied, read, reviewed, cut, trimmed. It's never played. It's never revealed until it's played. And that's when the story is at. And that's the only time the story can occur. Yep, that's yeah. true. I mean, without it, it's just all hypothetical. Yeah, I mean, without rolling that damn dice, freaking damn drama. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how many games. Berserk, I, what? I don't know how many games <laughs> I played, but I don't remember if I won or lost. But you remember these little specific goofy yeah, things that happened. Yeah, well, the first sure. time I give you that one oh, earlier yeah. thing where everybody was hipped and you didn't know what I had at oh, all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or the 
But the game we played where his demo charge blew up the rumbled the building and it fell on the guy who put out set off the demo charge. Awesome. Yeah, or like I told you when yeah. Wally drove his Fantastic. tank into a building and collapsed. Bad. All these stories, <clears throat> just simply cardboard. Hey, and you know, yeah, you don't remember what you. you know, I don't remember if I won or lost. And after a while, you play enough games, you realize you're going to win half, and you're going to lose half. That's just the way it is. There's statistics. Yeah. The drama will be there. Yeah. Well, Enjoy the good the players win a lot. Well, yeah, that's the true. rest of us. Yeah, the rest of us. Right, right. The rest of us, we're just here for the fun and the 50-50. I don't care. Anymore. So sometimes, like literally, when I'm playing, sometimes I just have that fun when, when the guy freaks out when I'm running that 7-0 right. So like, dude. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to baby. Yeah, because, well, that's the thing. If you got a 7-0 out there, you don't want to waste, because you know the, a whole bunch of you know, the, the Lions coming after you, you don't know. Okay, you can put the resid there, but... Yeah, and with a Russian, lose a leader. Yeah, that's true. Guys break, you're going to be like... Right, but at that point, it was like... But I couldn't take a subsequent shot because mm-hmm. the leader was sitting Yeah, because the leader's yeah. sitting right there. No, he's he, closer. He's literally standing right there <laughs> and waving the rest of the guys behind him. It's like, no, no, just keep on coming. <laughs> so, I didn't want to shoot at him, but I couldn't shoot past him because you have to fire subsequent shots. Oh, uh, I was yeah. watching that. Yeah. yeah, so he's like, I'm like, I'm going to fire subsequent at those guys. No, the leader's right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get rid of this guy. <laughs> they, they usually end up dead right away anyway, so it's like, you might as well do And plus, if the guys are concealed in there, you know. Oh, and strip you, bouncing? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he did that. And you can't, you can't really shoot them to break that concealment either. I mean, you're doing... Okay, now so if, if you do it in prep fire, fine. But then now you're not moving. Yeah, you know, and then you, right. you can't do it in advancing fire with the Russians because you're doing those two up ones and two up twos. Yeah. Like so, yeah, run a seven on one or see what happens. And it worked. <laughs> it did tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Opportunity to fire the machine gun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I got it. All right. All right, yeah, guys. Wrap it up. And nice. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Ah, excellent reporting, Dave. Always enjoy hearing from the lads. Thank you. Out That's, there in the trenches, in the trench, in your cellar. Yeah. And then that'll wrap the show up. Yes. I guess that's another one. Holy cow. Well, I guess we've covered October of 2019. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see all of you back here in November. Pretty sure we'll get back to some box art. Yeah. Oh, we've got stuff coming up. We've got a and contest coming up. Yep. We have two contests coming up. We will have them coming up. And I don't have the starter kit Pacific yet from MMP. We're waiting to get it sent to us. Oh, right. Yes. Which we'll have that. I guess we'll be waiting a long time. <laughs> and then we've got a couple of interviews lined up. Oh, yes. Yeah. We do. We Some do. Some great, great uh, guests do. coming up. So. All right, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. As usual, yeah. we love you. We love you all. We could just kiss you all. We do. You're great. You you're great listeners. Yeah. Thanks for all your support. Yeah, thanks. Over all the years. And remember to roll low and rally well, but, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>